Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brand Stylist Podcast. Today I have got an absolute treat for you. Ashley Jankowski is a serial entrepreneur. She's the founder of Brazen, one of the most acclaimed, incredible brand styling companies in the world. She is the founder of Swoon and also most recently, the Typeset Co. So I'm going to catch up with her and see how on earth this incredible entrepreneur does it. So I'm very excited to have the lovely Ashley from Brazen here with us today. Ashley is an incredible serial entrepreneur. So right now you run three businesses, brand styling company, Brazen, Swoon and the Typeset Company, which is just, wow. How on earth do you do it all? I work a lot. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just be honest. <laughs> good. It's good to be honest. But you obviously love what you do. Most of the time. <laughs> so let's talk about Brazen, first of all, because you caught my eye years ago um, with your incredible work. I think I've always noticed you. Your work's very bold. It's very confident. It's brazen. And that's what I, lo- you know, I find it really difficult to run a workshop, write a book, run an online course without talking about brazen in some way, shape or form, because <laughs> I just think everything you do, you know, you've got such a clear idea of what you do, why you do it and how to communicate. It's really inspiring. Well, I don't do it by myself, first of all. No, I, I mean, I have a pretty big team. So, that, you know, there's reasons for that. And, and, you know, we try to be very intentional about everything. And part of that comes from our name. So, I mean, we really fit into that. And the reason why is because I had previous business incarnations and I never felt like I could really be honest with people. And so the name and the tone of, of Brazen really helped us solidify who our client was and who we wanted to work with and what we wanted to stand for and kind of our attitude towards brand identity and design and the fact that we see ourselves as professionals and we want our clients to see us that way as well. Um, And so it allowed us to be a little bit more in your face and honest with people when you come out of the gate with a name like Brazen. Yes, totally. So for people that haven't had the pleasure of coming across you yet, do you want to just give us a bit of an insight into who Brazen are and what you do? Um, Brazen is a brand identity sign firm that's really even shifted more so than when we started seven, eight years ago. We've gone a little bit more into product-based businesses. So we do a lot of packaging, we do a lot of brand identity. We do web design as well, but it's not, you know, it's not our main focus. Really just we do web design because we want to be able to carry through the, the identity in the way that we envisioned. Yeah, I think web design is having a bit of a crisis at the moment, isn't it? With all the platforms and all the options. Yeah, the wheels are falling off things like WordPress. I mean, that five years ago was like the holy grail and and you could as a designer you could really get your teeth stuck into creating that whereas now that is all falling apart I think I can't I can't see why anyone at the moment would create a new website on WordPress I just think it's a hacker's nightmare I think a lot of that a lot of that also has to do with your hosting web yes quite possibly it is a vulnerable thing it's an open source code so 
and anything that's open source has some kind of vulnerability. But I, a lot of hosting companies have moved to very specific, taking very specific security measures to ensure that sites aren't being hacked as often. So a lot of that does have cheap hosting equals more vulnerability problems. Yeah, I think it's an interesting time because I think for lots of smaller businesses, you know, as a designer, you want to make sure that your client, that their brand experience gets carried across, don't you? I mean, that's a problem. And you know, nothing worse than seeing your brand, this beautiful thing that you spent all this time doing and I put all this thought into and someone ruins it, either someone else or a client. I mean, that does happen. So at a certain point, you almost have to even let go a little bit and be like, okay, I'm done with this. It's out of my hands. So that's where I think all this rise of things like Squarespace, Wix, Shopify is really exciting because I think for the last 10 years, as you know, I've sort of flirted with that idea of am I supposed to get into web development? Do I want to? I don't want to, but how do I make sure it looks right? And and actually, I think now it's become, it, it's, for me, it sort of seems like it's settling down a bit and that designers can take the reins back a little bit without yeah. having to get too technical and without the client having to spend a fortune. That, that's absolutely correct. Um, and we're a good example. We do still work with WordPress, but we do have specific hosts that we recommend for WordPress hosts. But we do a lot of work on Shopify although there is still some coding that is needed. Um, my brother Walter just happens to have sort of a right and a left brain. <laughs> so he's able to do both, but we also have a developer that is on retainer that helps us from time to time that we really enjoy working with. Yeah, and that's great, isn't it? When you find someone who is amazing, that's yeah. a real joy. Anyway, let's not let's not dwell on web development too long because I find it immensely depressing. Let's get back to uh, Brazen. I love the fact that you mentioned earlier that you're professionals, you want to be seen as professionals, and you absolutely are. The work you do is exceptional. And yet, I've never seen someone who swears so much throughout their, you call it your field guide, but you know, your lookbook, your media kit, whatever you want to call it. I love it because right from the get go, you're kind of, you're saying, this is who we are and this is who we want to work with and this is how we work. I think it's something that a lot of people would love to do, but are terrified to do, you know, to put themselves out there, to actually be brazen. Yeah, it's a scary thing. And and honestly, like, I don't curse in real life. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> Whereas I do, but the brand stylist doesn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, Tyree does, and he's our writer and also my first cousin. Um, so he's maybe a little braver than I am in that. But, you know, the cool thing about that is that it, it scares off the people who are going to be scared of us. Yeah. And and actually, you're not afraid to tell quite successful senior business people when you think they're wrong, when you think that they've got something wrong. So that that has to come across from the start, doesn't it? it you have to set the tone for how you're going to work. Yeah. I mean, we fire people over, like, wanting us to do ugly stuff. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, we're not on the same page you need to probably find somebody that you can art direct. Like that's what, 
it's there's a there's a fine line between art directing and collaborating right yeah yes and actually I was having a really interesting conversation with Elizabeth yesterday because I think what you and actually we weren't talking about you but I've actually realized what you and I share is this desire to do the right thing by the brand that might not always be the same as pleasing the client yeah and I was just we were writing a a blog post yesterday about crowd collaboration which is kind of a new thing we sort of just made that up but we have clients occasionally who I take that back we don't have any clients that do this but we used to and I see it all the time people posting like oh what do you think about my logo in a Facebook group and that drives me completely bonkers because I'm like what do they know what are these yeah 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 who cares so what do they know about your brand what do they know about design? Like you're not even, not asking a group of designers necessarily. You're asking a bunch of strangers to give you, you know, which logo do you like? That drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and frankly, even if you are asking a bunch of designers, if you don't set the context, then it just becomes a do I like it thing, yeah. doesn't it? And that's what I was saying in the article. Like your likes most of the time have no business in this process. Your likes and dislikes what does a stranger's likes and dislikes have to do with this process? Um, and so we're, you know, we're just not afraid to tell people that. Um, and it's hard to hear sometimes for people. Yeah. And I think it's very hard to say actually, because most of us want to, you know, you don't want to fall out with your client. You don't want to upset them. You want it to be an inspiring process, don't you? But I think if someone is paying you a decent amount of money I think they deserve to know what's right. Yeah. And I that mean, is, that's what they're hiring us for. Yeah. But I think that's, that's quite hard to do if you don't have quite a lot of experience. So how do you know what kind of client will be a good fit? It, I mean, it's a hard thing. But, you know, I, I think if I can connect with them on a personal level, then usually we're going to get along, you know, if we had, if we can talk about our kids and our business and, you know, if you can really understand the story of who they are and what they're doing and why they're doing it, you know, and then that's where we start sort of with the conversations that we have with clients before they're even clients. Um, Tyree talks to them first. If he has a connection with them, then I talk to them. If I have a connection with them, then they get a proposal. If he had a connection and I didn't, they're probably not going to get a proposal. They'll get an email that says, hey, I don't think we're a great fit. Um, But there's still things that happen. There's still people that slip through the cracks that you're like, well, they're, you know, they're nice, but they don't agree with us and they don't have any business agreeing or disagreeing with us. (laughs) It just depends on the level of like we had a client recently that, wanted to keep her old brand. We didn't want to keep it. We thought it was not great, but she's like super upset about it. And I, at the end of the day, I had to decide like, do we let her go and give her her money back? Or do we just do what she wants and like, let it go and move on. And that's what we did. We, we let it go. We moved on. We finished the project. She was happy. It was not that big of a deal. This, the work will never see the light of day. Like it will never see, we will never talk about it. We will, no, no one will ever see it. It will never grace the pages of our Instagram feed. And that's okay sometimes. And then sometimes when people get like, she never got ugly. 
So it's like people get ugly. That's when you go, I'm not going to put up with that. But no, that has to be a relationship, doesn't it? I think. Yeah. So if you can maintain a relationship and do design work that maybe isn't awesome, sometimes that's okay. Like it's not the end of the world to not like not love everything that you're doing. Oh my God, that sounds awful to me. (laughs) But like every now and then it happens. And honestly, like it's, it's a personal decision because you can let shit like that eat you up inside. And then is it worth, but is it worth it? The end of the day, when you go home to your significant other, to your kids, and you're sitting there stewing over this client that like didn't like what you did or didn't agree with you, or whatever, like, is it worth it at the end of the day? Like, I have this conversation with friends of mine. Like, every now and then, you're you're gonna get somebody that you don't necessarily agree with, and that and we try to that 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 field guide, like our our sort of media kit, kind of it, it does help with that. Um, I try to be as honest as I can on this particular client. I said, look, I don't like what you want. I think it's ugly. I'm, it'll never see the light of day in our portfolio. And sometimes people go, oh, crap. Like, really? <laughs> Ask me is, is going to look so bad that I'm not. And sometimes, like, that works with people. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to you. <laughs> and sometimes they go, well, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. So it really just depends on what their attitude is and, like, yeah. how nice how they are. Moving on, what's the kind of project that would just make you go, yes, I have to do this? So, you know, obviously you've got a connection with the client, but what sort of what sort of thing would get you excited? Another excited entrepreneur. Yeah. Usually something that has to do with packaging or some really neat idea that they have. Like it's usually like a connection to like how they're how excited they are about being in business. And about that business and what they're doing and what they're putting out into the world. Because we feel the same way, like about what we're doing. And like we want to work with people who have that same mentality of like they're really excited about about owning a business. And they want to suck all the all the advice that we have and all of that. You know, they, they really are like want to listen. So one of the things I think that makes it very easy for me to recommend people to you well several things so one obviously you're very very good at what you do you have a really strong portfolio and I know you and I always disagree over this but I think you have a very distinctive style like I think I can spot a piece of brazen work a mile off because it will be strong it will be brazen there'll be something a bit quirky about it so you quite often talk about unicorns and I think there's you know <laughs> there's always a subconscious unicorn in there somewhere it might not be an actual physical picture but <laughs> there's something in there that makes it look a bit fabulous and I think the other thing is a lot of the clients I work with find the kind of the unknownness of a, of the branding process quite stressful and when I say to, to them well if you work with Brazen you know you might have to wait a couple of months but once you're in you're in and they have this three-week process, they find that really exciting and really reassuring because actually we don't tend to want to wait six months or a year to get our logo sorted out. It take that long. It no, but it can do because quite I have found that quite often it's the reflection time that can add a week or two weeks and then you lose momentum and then you lose inspiration. And your process 
it's you i thought it was six weeks but it's actually three weeks isn't it which is nuts so how does that work so we have weekly deadlines um we spend the first week doing strategy which we did two concepts years ago and we moved to one concept because we found that like we were doing this strategy up front and we were sort of saying to the client this is what we're going to do this is the color palette is going to feel like this and the type of is going to feel like this and we're going to do this for the logo and we're going to do these kind of illustrations for you know i mean it all it's all about mood boarding right and if, if you're really thinking about what you're going to do and being intentional with it before you even start putting pen to paper um you know you're gonna have a better you know you're gonna have better work and the client's going to be a little bit more understanding of it instead of just here's a bunch of crap that we just drew and like pick something looks half done and then we'll finish it like a client doesn't understand that no and also i think if you're properly thinking there's only one solution isn't there i think yeah so we do one concept so the first week strategy we send the client the mood board the strategy the the written word of like this is what we're going to do um then here's the mood board that also reflects that so we have you know, like a three or four page creative direction document. And then we have a call and they get it on Friday. Then we have a call on Monday. They have the weekend to look over it. And then we discuss it. What are they, you know, what are their opinions? What do they think? Do they have any better ideas of what we can incorporate? Then we, we spend a whole week working on fleshing out an entire concept. Like it's not, here's a logo and a color palette. And, you know, we're actually like going into usage, you know, a restaurant we're going to start showing some signage mock-up if we're doing packs for someone we're probably going to show how all these elements come together and that really helps people not want what i like to call a swirly twirly gumdrop logo where they're trying (laughs) everything into the logo yeah they want the logo to be have everything in it you know and and i always like to say well it's you know your color palette says one thing and your typography says another thing and your illustration says another thing and all of this together they tell the story so you really don't understand it until you see how they all work together um, so we present it in such a way that like they are seeing things individual and they're also seeing how the secondary type works you know on a page or or on packaging or what have you like everything comes together um, and then they're able to understand our intentions better and how everything together and then the third week we do <laughs> the third week it sounds like there's a lot crammed in a week i know there's a clients at one time so we really are able to focus on on a full concept that way um the third week we do another call on a monday we do a video chat essentially where we share our screen and we can make small little tweaks like color changes um you know small font changes things like that that they can go oh it, you know and they can really and they're really fascinated with that process some people are super other designers i've talked to are kind of weirded out about that that we do that but like we've always found that people loved it and they they love being able to see how complicated our job is and they can tell that yeah and also i think it gets rid of any possible sort of festeringness you know when people are frustrated because it doesn't quite look right and if you can just show them yeah um, but it's funny because, like, 15 years ago, the idea of a client sitting behind you while you designed on screen was, like, everyone's worst nightmare, wasn't it? And it yeah. was almost a sign of failure because it was almost a sign that 
you know, that you couldn't think creatively enough to do anything other than be directed. And I love that you've taken that and flipped it on its head. And actually, you're not saying that at all. You're just saying. Well, it gives you the opportunity to say no. Yeah. When they ask for something that you're like, that's not going to work. You can actually show them why it doesn't work on screen in in live time. And like, that's an amazing thing. Like it's easier to say no to somebody if you could show them why it doesn't work or how it doesn't work. Yeah. And sometimes you need, you know, they need to see that you've seen it as well, don't they? And sometimes. But you're listening to them. Yeah. And sometimes you can think, oh, that's never going to work. And actually, bizarrely, 1% of the time it might. It might. And a lot of times you just have to say, let's see how that looks. And then lay it out and then go, oh, that's not bad. Or this is terrible. And this is why. And then you can explain it. And it's easier to explain something to someone face to face or, you know, voice it than it is in an email. Like I just have found that communicating via phone, via Skype, via whatever video chat that we're doing is so much easier and comes across less like I'm being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. or I'm guiding you to have the best friends possible. So three weeks and then they're literally done. So in three weeks, they've got a folder with all their brand assets in it. That's amazing. Yeah. By the end of the week, we have it prepped. Wow. And, and, and already now, not everybody does you know, it can expand into that into more than three weeks if we're doing more than a brand, if we're doing packs. So how did you get that efficient? By being very organized. So we schedule every, we learned that being overscheduled is the worst thing ever. It's the worst thing for our mental health. It's the worst thing for our team collaboration. It's the worst thing for the client. Um, we're not doing our best work. So we... We really learned and we started using something called Gantt charts. Have you ever heard of a Gantt chart? Yeah, they freak me out. But yeah, okay. They did me at first as well. But um, that's kind of where we started of like, hey, this week we have these three clients and this is what we have to do for them. And we know that, you know, each person that's working on this, you know, has about 30 hours. I mean, really, realistically, you probably have about 30 hours between like emailing and old clients coming questions, stuff like that. So like, we know we have about 30 hours per person per week. And so we know that we can do so many, we can only do so much in those 30 hours. So we know that we only have, you know, we're doing a task each week for that project. And so that's kind of how we ended up at that. Um, and by being very organized and scheduling out everything, like I can pull up my calendar right now and tell you, um, cause I have it old school in a calendar as well. Um, you know, I can tell you what I'm working on, you know, a soap company's packaging the week of December 3rd. And I'm doing packaging mock-ups that week. And then the next week, I'm we're working on her Shopify template. You know, like I, I know that what I'm doing that week. Um, I, and Walt knows what he's doing that week. And what happens if people go off message? Because that is the thing that stresses that's, me out. That's what, that's what screws it up. That's what screws it up. It, it's usually not us, honestly screwing it up it's usually and honestly it's not the branding that gets screwed up it's always the web design because people can't understand well content is the hardest thing oh god yeah i mean it's hard for us it's hard for you it's hard for them like it's like you have to be a little bit more understanding with that and just i just we just have rules in place of like hey if you get off schedule we're gonna have to move you to another 
time slot and you might have to wait. Yeah. yeah, and that is, I will get off your field guide. I mean, I love the fact you even called it a field guide, but um, that that is my favourite thing, is you've got this rules of the game. Before we rock this baby all the way to Oz, there are some rules. <laughs> Things like, we tend to be a bit obsessive when it comes to schedules. Keeping up with deadlines and staying on schedule is like the oil that keeps our branding engine running smoothly. Our number one shit that makes us want to strangle kittens' pet peeves is when folks disappear. I mean, that's like everyone that does brand... Oh, probably anyone that has clients has found that at some point. Yeah, we took all the things that drove us crazy and we are telling people it drives us crazy. So please don't do these things. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. I love it. Do people actually read it? Yeah. Yeah. We get on the phone with and we're like, did you even read our guide? You can tell. Like, you can tell. But yeah. in our contact form does that too. Like, it, did they read our website before they contacted us? Like, you know, so that's all, the, the contact form on our website is almost like the first thing. Like, if they're interesting, then they got the field guide. Even yeah. if they, you know, even if they didn't answer all the questions right and they didn't read our website. But you, you can tell by the way that they're responding. If they're like price surfing or if they're genuinely interested in working with someone that wants to like better their business. So what is next for Brazen, do you think? We're looking at possibly creating companies that we sell. Oh, wow. Amazing. Um, so sort of like thinking about how can we create this great business that somebody essentially, it's like the bones of it. The business in a box, literally. Box, yeah. Um, so where we're creating everything that somebody needs, the name, the brand, the, the packaging, you know, all they have to do is like fill it with product or you know, design a, you know, if we made a brand for a vegan restaurant and somebody wants to make a vegan restaurant and here's the idea for it, all you have to do is create the menu. Wow. That's it, you know? So um, that is probably, honestly, five years down the road. It will probably take us a little while to do that, but Every time we have an idea for a business or a brand, we write it down. I usually buy the domain because I'm ridiculous. <laughs> so I own a lot of domains. So when we have, you know, little snippets of time in our schedule, which is few and far between, um, we kind of go back and revisit these ideas that we had for these really That sounds so exciting. Right. So I'm conscious that we need to talk about Swoon. So Swoon... I love how you get these these names and you just add a letter and it, you make it your own, but they say so much in them. So tell us about Swoon. So years and years ago, I used to be a photographer and I used to work with photographers and I had previous incarnations of brands that did a lot of things for photographers, all out of design work. So whether it was like templates, website templates or business card templates or holiday card was whatever it was, um, or custom branding, we had always worked with photographers. But I found that as I was growing as a designer, I would work with other businesses. But I didn't really want to leave my roots behind of working with photographers because I still liked working with them um, and wanted to be of service to that community. But when you're servicing the, to that community, like then no one comes to you because they think, oh, you only work with photographers or you only work with it's kind of a blessing and a curse, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and so we I, we wanted a little bit more variety in our design work. Um, 
be able to grow even more. And so that was how Swoon got separated out. Plus, brazen doesn't always work well for photographers. Like, that attitude <laughs> quite well with that industry. Um, that's okay. So we needed a way to market to photographers differently um, and, and be able to sort of have that niche have its own, have its own identity. Um, so Swoon does... A lot of template work for photographers, a lot of web design templates um, that people can pay. They can buy the templates and we can help customize. We can, you know, we do a lot of, she still, we still do a lot of branding. My cousin, Anne-Marie, who's also a first cousin, runs went to art school. I hired her right out of art school and hired her and, and she she's running everything over there. I don't have to do very much except, you know, we have buy monthly meetings where we chat about what she's working on and what marketing strategies she should do. And that one's a little more hands-off for me. I see all these lovely logos on Instagram that they're doing and they're just gorgeous. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She's a talented designer. So then I think this is your latest thing. I might be wrong, but the latest thing is the Typeset Co. Yes, it is the latest thing. And that's been, what, two years in the making or a year? A little over two years. So the idea came a little over two years ago, probably around October 2015. No, it's 2016. No, 2016. October 2016, I think, sort of when the idea came. Um, my husband's an engineer, and, you know, we're, we're doing – he's always doing this, like, invention consulting with people. And, you know, we've always wanted to create a product together. And, we, you know, we're, like, seeing all of our – clients be very successful with their product lines I thought, you know it'd be really interesting to see if we can marry you know a product with design and like really be able to do what we want to do um so, so what is the typeset co just for anyone that hasn't come typeset co is reinvented alphabet magnets so we found that everyone played with our our kids alphabet magnets on our refrigerator the adults, the kids, the adults probably played with them more than the kids did. But they were so ugly. So we'd experimented with painting them, which comes off. So that they were all solid colors and like looked more like home decor, purposeful item. Instead of these ugly letters on our refrigerator. Why hasn't anybody made pretty fonts in these? Why hasn't anybody, you know, we, when we went out to search for them and couldn't find them. So that that's the aha moment. Like, this doesn't exist. Why hasn't anybody done this? I want this. And, you know, after talking to several people, they would like this. Why does this exist? Um, so we went out. The first thing we did is we went out and bought a 3D printer. Okay. And then we just started, we started printing letters and gluing magnets in the back. This is great. So since my husband's done some invention consulting and some invention creation himself, he knew all about the technical side of that, creating, you know, plastic injection molds and, you know, what goes into that and how these things need to work. And, you know, we start buying magnet letters and like taking them apart and see how they were made. How can we make these better? Like there was, there's just something really exciting about that process of like you're doing a physical thing and you can say, you know, at the end of the day, look, mom, like, look what I made. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm designing the fonts. Yeah. My husband oversees all of the kind of technical 
stuff that goes into that, chatting with manufacturers, getting quotes, like making sure we're like on the same page there. And so it's launched now, isn't it? Is that right? It launched in January of this year. Um, we launched in the retail and the wholesale market. We, we sell to you know gift stores and boutiques as well as on our own site. Yeah. Um, this year has been it's been a real it's been a whirlwind. We just shipped um, to Nordstrom. We're going to be in a wow department store in the U.S. here um, holidays for a special pop up. Um, I think we're in about 40, 50 stores. Other like small as well. We're supposed to be in a really prominent Crossing My Fingers magazine in the U.S. for Gift Guide this year. Okay. Um, I am learning a ton about marketing. Well, marketing is totally different than branding, and that's not really my forte. You know, I do the creative for the marketing campaign, but I don't really know anything about marketing other than, like, how to, you know, I know who my target demographic is, but, you know, all the, like, ads you know we're just learning about that we have to hire somebody to kind of help us with that but it's just even like pricing things like that have really helped me help our brazen clients yeah that's what it's gonna ask you know then I can know how serious they are like how much do they even understand about their own business and what they're doing and I can really start to consult with them on a different level even outside of design which has been really interesting yeah yeah. So can you see that coming back into your offering for Brazen then as well? Um, yeah, it kind of already has. So I was finding myself as I'm going through this process, like asking clients questions and I'm asking myself even yeah, yeah. really deep conversations about business. And it's the business that I have found that it's not just the design that gets me excited, but it's the business that gets me excited. And not, not necessarily the spreadsheets and all of that. That kind of makes my eyes go cross sometimes. I can handle small spreadsheets. <laughs> um, but even just the, the math of like coming up with, you know, what do your prices need to be? And what, are your, what is your cost? And who's your client? And have you even like tested the market? You know, have you made prototypes? And, you know, how did you, you know, let's, can I connect you with a manufacturer? Do you even know how to find a manufacturer? Um, so, you know, it's just, it's developed into a, a, its own thing. But yeah, we do offer, I do offer some consulting services. Well, I can see massively that your branding knowledge has helped the Typeset Co. How much has it been a double-edged sword having a design agency in-house that you can just get to do stuff I mean my husband's like I don't know how anybody does this and not know how to design because there's so much design work that goes into a product based business so much you know he's like oh we need a postcard real quick to like tell people how to do this or how to do that you know <laughs> like but then that also means I have more work yeah yeah because Walter's doing brazen full time so I don't I don't take on a whole lot of client work so your focus is on this at the moment, is it? It is. It is, but I still have to. I still have clients. I still have design. You know, when we get off from here. I have to go do a stop motion video for typeset, and I have to do a, finish a strategy for a client. And I have to get done today. I have to get both of those things done. They do not. sound like fun, but yeah, the pressure is on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, I would say if you don't 
have an understanding family. You know, being a serial entrepreneur is probably for you, but, um, you know, talk about magnets at dinner now. <laughs> but it sounds, it sounds like you love it. Yeah, we do. And, and honestly, like my son, we have one, one son, he's 10, he's homeschooled and he, you know, so he's like involved in the business all the time. So he's like giving us his own ideas. I'm like, you know, he feeds off of us, we feed off of him, and like it's just part of our life. He's going to be an amazing entrepreneur, isn't he, when he grows up? Yeah. Well, probably not even when he grows up, probably kind of nowish. Oh, he's already into it now. I mean, he makes jewelry and sells it and you know, gives it as gifts, and he's really into origami. And he, likes, I mean, you know, granted, he didn't have a whole lot of clients, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he already said, Mama learn how to make a website how do I make a website so you know those are the conversations that we have it's you know what's the latest I don't know video game that he's playing it's how can I turn this video game I really like into a business like that yeah see that's the stuff I you've just got to immerse yourself that's like a mindset I think no one you can't go to university and learn that stuff no. Well, you can, but I think it's got to come from within that desire. So that's amazing. Yeah, I wish I wish our schools were a little different here in the state. That he could really just, you know, be a little more free in that. Yeah, it would be amazing, wouldn't it? So obviously, we've talked about your immediate family, and then a couple of times you've said, "Oh, this one's my first cousin, and this one's my." So your companies <laughs> are quite heavily staffed by family, aren't they? Yeah. So my brother, Walter's my brother. Yeah. Um, and then Tyree's my cousin. Amory's my cousin. And then Callie, who is uh, one of, um, she's sort of my assistant and the social media manager for Brazen and Typeset. Um, she's one of Amory's really good friends. So she's sort of almost like half family too. Um, and then we have a nanny here that's in the house that she's not family, but she basically is family because she's been with us for seven or eight years now. And, um, so yeah it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot of family but it um you know it's good I mean we we know each other enough to like know what to do and what not to do I think yeah um but it makes us it makes us better for it like I think that they're a little bit more involved in the business than maybe just a random employee yeah they understand when there's problems and like you know I don't think it could work with me and my sisters. I can't see, I can't see that I. <laughs> we grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. So my grandfather has a family business that I have several aunts and uncles that work for him. My parents had a business together and in which we all had some role in when we were kids. Um, being a family business is not um, new to our family. So several generations now. Yeah, amazing. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. So the last thing I wanted to ask you was what's next? Like you've talked about this amazing idea for Brazen of kind of creating companies. Is there anything else that's next on your... To keep growing typeset and kind of evolve Brazen as we go along. I know that this sounds really weird, but, you know, we're almost our goal is to kind of be our own client. Yeah. And that's where that kind of pre-made brand comes in. Yeah, yeah up with this great idea 
okay, we want someone to buy this into this idea that, that we made. So, so, you know, we're sort of creative directing. Ourselves. Yeah, kind of like a design agency with no clients. How amazing would that be? <laughs> that, that's our goal is to be an agency with no clients. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> not to say that like we don't love our clients, like, we clients that we love, and we'll probably always have our favorites. Like we really, we have lots of repeat clients that come back, you know, because they want their brand to be consistent, and then we're going to give them the best. Um, but yeah, like that's our goal is to like have the clients that we love and we know we love, and then give them the rest. <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much. It's been so inspiring to hear you talk about all of your businesses. I genuinely am in awe of how you do it all. Um, But yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast from The Brand Stylist. You can find out more about The Brand Stylist as well as access dozens of really useful branding resources at thebrand.com hyphen stylist.com you can also find me on instagram the brand underscore stylist and if you enjoyed this podcast please 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 do leave me a comment thank you very much